We hear from our processional gospel from the book of John, the 12th chapter. The next day, the large crowd had come to the feast, heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it was written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd then had been with him when he, was, he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. A few weeks ago, um, Donald Trump came to town. Out at XNA, he drew a big crowd. Lots of excitement, lots of shouting, lots of signs. We didn't go. In 1988, I think it was 1988, the first President Bush came to Rogers. He was running for president. And he filled the Rogers Youth Center. And we went. Because... We thought, well, maybe this is our only chance to see a, a, a president, a potential president, up close. And so we went. And it's, those are two instances of the power of popular people to draw a crowd, whether you like them or not. Jesus was popular. I wouldn't say he was famous, but he was popular because for three years, for three years, He had been going up and down Galilee and Judea, Galilee and Judea, preaching and teaching and healing. He visited probably all the cities and all the towns. He was well known. And as the gospel says today, he had raised Lazarus from the dead and he had a reputation. And so when he came into the city, people were curious and there was a a crowd. John says there was a large crowd. Well, I don't know. When, when Donald Trump came, he filled the hangar. But that was a small percentage of the people in northwest Arkansas. And when George Bush filled the Rogers Youth Center, that was a small percentage of the people who lived in Rogers. It's estimated that at the time of the festival, there were over 200,000 people In Jerusalem, a lot of folks from all over the Roman Empire. Not all of those people came to see Jesus. It was a large crowd, but it was probably a small percentage of the people in the city. And when he came in, they gave him this wonderful parade. And they yelled, Hosanna. They gave him him an exclamation mark. By the next Friday, the exclamation mark had turned to an X. And they said, crucify him. We're in the season now when politicians 
want us to make an exclamation mark about their candidate. And as you see on the news, of course, some people have already made their exclamation marks. And some of them have made them very big and very strong and very excited about their candidates. Some of them made an exclamation marks and then their candidates dropped out. So they have to figure out what to do with their exclamation marks. And a lot of folks, all they have is question marks. Question marks. I haven't give out my, given out my exclamation mark yet. Now, this is not a, a, a talk about grammar, but exclamation marks are important. I want you to take your bulletin now and go to page three and the, the reading of the gospel. You find it there on page three? Under the, on the third line, the first word of the, of the third line, it says, Hosanna. And then look at the punctuation. It's an exclamation mark. Now, in the Greek Bible, there is no exclamation mark. But the people, the editors of this version of the Bible, decided that the word Hosanna needed an exclamation mark. And they put it in, keep going to the end of it. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel, exclamation mark. Verse 15, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt, exclamation mark. Now, if you just put a period there, it would, though the words would be the same, but the feeling would be entirely different. Exclamation mark. Hosanna, exclamation mark, they said. And oftentimes, though, when before there's an exclamation mark, there is indeed a question mark. John the Baptist asked, Are you the one who was to come, or do we look for another? To question. When he was preaching in Nazareth, his, the people his, from his hometown, they said, where did he get all this? We know him. Where, how did he learn all this stuff? When he was in front of Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate said, so you're the king of the Jews? Question mark. And Jesus asked a question. He said to Peter, who do people say that I am? Who, who do they say I am? Well, some say, John, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah. And he said to Peter, well, what do you think? Who do you think that I am? And Peter said, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, in my Bible, that sentence does not have an exclamation mark, but it deserves one. Because Peter got it exactly right. You are the Christ, the son of the living God, exclamation mark. I was reminded this week that, that uh, Palm Sunday for me was always a day of confirmation. Different people do it on different days. For me, Palm Sunday was confirmation day. It was a day when we sought to help young people go from a question mark 
to an exclamation mark. How many of you went to some kind of Lutheran confirmation class? Oh, lots of hands. Okay. And uh, how many of you maybe made a profession of faith that wasn't connected with confirmation class of any kind? Oh, we got several. Okay. Those, those were times when the church hoped that you would go to an exclamation mark. I've been thinking this week about my own confirmation. That was 68 years ago. Can you remember your confirmation? Think back now. Think back to that day. It's probably not 68 years. It's probably more like 25. But think back to that day. On that day, I felt very close to God. On that day, I confessed. I said, yes, I'm a Christian. And I'm going to be a Christian my whole life long. I said it before the church. I said it before my family. And I said it before God. And I was 12. What did I know? What did you know when you were 12 or 13 or 14 about being a Christian your whole life long? But I said it, and I meant it. And then on that same day, we celebrated our first communion. There were eight of us, six boys and two girls. We knelt there, and I just remember, wow, this this is incredible. I'm making this exclamation mark before God. Can you remember that? Any of you remember that? What that was like back then, so many, so many years ago. There were two boys in our confirmation class, uh, twins. And um, they didn't take it very seriously. These were the days when you had a public examination before the congregation. Anybody remember that? Now look at the hands, okay? Now, for those who don't know, you see what happened was you were supposed to learn the catechism. And then in the night, they got all of us lined up here, and you had to sit up in front, and uh, the pastor would ask you questions about the catechism. It was scary. (sighs) Now, it was kind of phony in a way, because we were always already told what we were going to be asked. (laughs) I mean, it it was dishonest. But the pastor had to save, he had to have saved some face, okay? But these two boys, they came absolutely unprepared. They didn't have a clue about anything. And then we had our confirmation, we had our first communion, and then they disappeared. It had gone from an exclamation mark to an X. Now, maybe it was their parents' fault. I don't know, because I don't remember ever seeing them or their parents in church on Sunday morning. But whatever the reason was, they were gone. It reminded me of the, of the Palm Sunday crowd. Hosanna, and then nothing. We had a young boy when I was, we were in Iowa. I was teaching confirmation, and this one young boy was not particularly interested in going Anybody remember that? I remember that too. Okay? 
And so um, his mother said to him, if you're not confirmed, I'm going to break your arm. (laughs) He told me that himself. Avoiding a broken arm is hardly a reason to say Hosanna to Jesus Christ. And after confirmation, we didn't see much of him at all. One of the greatest journeys that a person can ever make is to go from a question mark to an exclamation mark when it comes to Jesus Christ. One of the greatest journeys you can ever make from a question mark to an exclamation mark. These days, there are many more question marks than exclamation marks out there. These days, many, many people have all kinds of question marks about Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, he was a nice guy. He was a teacher. Oh, yeah, he was, he's just one amongst many. Oh, he's irrelevant today. I don't think he had much to say. He is too strict. He doesn't fit in with our anything-goes culture. And more and more, the world out there is filled with people who have question marks, or worse, about Jesus Christ. One of the responsibilities of this church, of our congregation, is to help move people from a question mark to an exclamation mark. But we here, we here gathered this morning, this congregation, we are exclamation mark people, aren't we? We are people who have said yes to Jesus Christ. We are people who put an exclamation mark after his name. He is the Lord. He is the boss. And we love him. We're not admirers. We're disciples and followers. We're the people who say, Jesus Christ is Lord, exclamation mark. May it always be so. Amen.